Cross to Fern Hill, from High Cross Hill to Halfway, and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio, one hundred seven point nine FM, your local station. Telling your story with Joy Mitchell. Chiffons with a sweet talking guy. Hello and welcome to Telling Your Story. Today we're going to be talking about performance anxiety. So stay with us. This is going to be a, a a really good show. But first of all, thanks to Ros Barkley and our guest today, who's Josh Moncrief from Dundee, and he played live in the studio. Uh, excellent stuff. He's got an album coming out as well. And what a fantastic Sunday it is here in Cam Glen Radio today. Thanks for joining us. We're all off part of it. Well, this part of it is telling your story. And we'll be talking about performance anxiety after this bit of music. Like a user name 
They are, I haven't heard that for a very long time. And the track was, I don't want to talk about it now. So you're listening to Telling Your Story. My name is Joy Mitchell. And today I'm going to be talking about performance anxiety. Now, performance anxiety happens in a lot of different situations. And we'll be looking at some of those. You may have been there yourself, maybe with interviews or uh, being asked to, to speak publicly and do a speech somewhere along the line, an event or whatever. And that palpitations you can start to feel and maybe the sweating and the anxiety and so on uh, can, can really, you know, get in the way of what it is you're wanting to do there. And it's particularly relevant, I think, to us volunteers, us presenters on Cam Glen Radio, because obviously we are speaking to to you, and there was a first time that we did that. So we're going to be talking about different 
um, causes of performance anxiety, different uh, different symptoms, and how to prevent it as well. Some great tips on how to manage your anxiety in these particular situations. But when I was thinking about this topic, um, and I have to say a big thank you to Anton, who's our, our BA, because uh, it was actually Anton's idea to come up with, uh, with with this topic. So he's smiling at me through the screen at the moment, and quite rightly too, because it's a brilliant idea. It's the first time telling your story I've ever done this. And we'll maybe hear from Anton a little bit later on as well. We'll see if we can persuade him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, have you ever experienced performing anxiety? It's something most of us here in Cam Glen have experienced, as I said, for lots of reasons. I mean, hearing your voice for the first time can really be quite unsettling. And the reason for that is because when we hear ourselves speaking on a day-to-day basis, we're hearing it from inside our head, you know, as if we've got inner headphones, so to speak. Uh, When other people are hearing us speak, it it comes through the air, it comes through um, other noises that are around and, of course, it comes through their ears and is interpreted at, at their end. So it's going to be different. But of course, we don't realise that until we actually hear ourselves speak from a recording. So that's one of the reasons that um, speaking, you know, particularly when you're a coming through sort of technology like this that can be uh, rather unsettling and I remember the very first time that I did speak on on radio in Cam Glen I I mean doing a live broadcast it requires us to, to work the desk as well and I mean I don't know if any of you out there have seen a radio desk but it has these seemingly complex sliders and buttons and you know light bars that change from green to red and we're kind of looking at all of that as well as actually forming the words and speaking into the microphone and I remember my first show it was a long time ago I actually mentioned this to uh, briefly to Anton just before um, just before we we came on air and it was the world folk show it was a long time ago it was you know 2007 not long after our very first broadcast and uh, <laughs> the show was actually it was somebody else's show um called Brendan and Brendan wasn't going to be able to make the show one week and because he knew I was a bit of a fan of the show he asked me to sit in <laughs> there it was just thrown at the proverbial deep end and guess what just before the the show he told me he had a guest coming in <laughs> so not only was I to learn the desk live <laughs> not only was I to uh, you know speak live for the first time I also had to uh, engage this this guest who had brought in his own own music and so on. It was it was an experience. It really was. And in one way, it was good to be thrown in at the deep end because if I'd thought about it for too long, I might have been too nervous really to do it. And having the guest was great because um, it, it was it was great African music and he was up getting me dancing around the studio and stuff like that. Uh, so my first experience on Cam Glenn Radio actually was a good one. But you know what? I wouldn't recommend doing it that way to, to anyone else. It's good to prepare and know what you're going to be doing, how to work the, the faders um, and what you're actually going to be uh, saying on air. But it was it was good. It got my heart pumping. Uh, 
<laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, performance anxiety after another bit of music. You might notice a very tenuous kind of link in the music today. Um, I'm trying to focus on things like talking and speaking and stuff like that. Uh, so that's why we had Emily Harris with I Don't Want to Talk About It Now and before that Chiffon's with Sweet Talking Guy. And this next track, a bit of alternative music, is the martial arts hmm, with new performance.
the martial arts there with a new performance. Well, you're listening to Cam Glenn Radio. This is Telling Your Story. My name is Joy Mitchell and we're here between one and two every Sunday. So thank you very much for joining us, whether you're joining us um, online at camglenradio.org or whether you're uh, local to Campus Lang in Rutherglen, you're listening on FM 107.9. So we're here till two o'clock and we're talking about performance anxiety. So what actually is performance anxiety? Well, we've got a couple of definitions here. Extreme nervousness experienced before or during participation in an activity taking place in front of an audience. And there's a quote here. uh, Even the most iconic heroes suffer performance anxiety when pushed to centre stage. Oh, there's lots of different times that we can feel as if we've got an audience in front of us and that actually we're on stage. And, you know, sometimes maybe we'll we'll start to feel uh, some fear around that. And why are we feeling fear? Well, could it be that we're we're worried about being judged? Maybe we think the audience is going to, you know, laugh at us or, you know, judge us negatively. Maybe we think we're going to mess up and forget our lines or um, say the wrong thing. Uh, So there's a a lot of primal fear that comes up when it comes to uh, performing in any kind of scenery, whether that's, you know, on radio or on stage or an interview or maybe having a um, difficult conversation, difficult conversation with someone. It can all feel that there's an audience watching you or listening listening to you who are going to judge you. And there's the risk of failure. But we are going to be talking a wee bit later in the show about how to prevent it and what to do to minimise the chance of experiencing performance anxiety. But here's a little bit more in terms of the background to it. I mean, it can impact everyone, you know, people of all genders, children, adults. It can begin suddenly or, you know, build gradually over time. You know, it might be that you've been able to perform, if you like, um, a, you know, at an interview or whatever. Maybe you're invited back for a second interview and the risk feels greater for you then and it can build between that first time and the second time. Um, and, you know, it, it isn't necessarily related to a specific task. It can happen under many different circumstances. And the symptoms of performance anxiety can range from mild to severe uh, it can be a one-time occurrence, or it can happen multiple times, possibly even every time a person faces that task. If if it's left untreated, or the person maybe um, you know isn't isn't learning the, the sort of coping mechanisms, and we're quite big on coping mechanisms in in, in this show, because uh, you know we all experience stress, and sometimes stress is a good thing. It's when it becomes um, distress and chronic stress, or indeed anxiety, that the the problems start. So uh, we're going to look at symptoms of performance anxiety. We're going to have a little bit more music. Any excuse to play this, love it. It's the Associates with Party Fears 2.
The amazing The Associates there with Party Fears 2. And you can just feel the anxiety that's going on there. You can hear it in his voice and in his lyrics. I think he's also talking about some unhealthy coping mechanisms there as well. Uh, and we're going to be talking about positive to- uh, coping mechanisms um, a little later in the show. Uh, so we're talking about performance anxiety. And I've mentioned a couple of the symptoms of performance anxiety. Let's take a quick look at some of the others because there's actually quite a long list of potential symptoms. Now, most people who are experiencing anxiety for whatever reason will feel some of these, but not necessarily all the one time. It just feels like that at times if you're feeling anxious. So, um, you know, and they differ from, from person to person as well. Now, symptoms also may be different when the the same person experiences multiple episodes of performance anxiety, and it may even be that the symptoms could change in severity, uh, depending on the situation, depending on what else is going on for that person at that time. Uh, and they tend to include physical, emotional, motor, and cognitive changes. So the, these symptoms are, are are felt, you know, in somebody's body, and you know how they're how they're feeling in their movements and uh, their thinking as well. And they can include increased heart rate, increased blood pressure, tremors, dizziness, lightheadedness, headache, fast or shallow breathing, dry mouth, difficulty controlling the bladder. Unsettled stomach, vision changes, sweating, cold hands or feet, chills, pale or flushed skin, increased alertness, thoughts of fear or failure, thoughts of negative outcomes of perceived failure, difficulty being open to different thoughts, 
behaviour changes, a feeling of loss of control, deciding not to complete the task. Oh, blimey. Yeah, that is quite a list, isn't it? You know, and going through that list, I, I, I know that over the, the years and various um, situations, I've felt probably most of that is usually a combination of of um, a few of them at any one time. Now, I don't feel that quite so much now when um, I'm performing here on Cam Glen Radio, but there are still times when, you know, perhaps I have an audience in front of me. Uh, I'm, I'm a trainer by trade, so sometimes if I'm delivering training to a new group of people or it's a new course or whatever, or in the likes of tomorrow, I'm going to be delivering in a school to an assembly hall full of 60 young people, and I'm going to be doing that five times over two days. And yeah, I have to say, I'm a little bit anxious about that. 60 young people all looking at me. <laughs> it's not something that I'm, I'm, I'm used to. So yes, I'll probably experience a little bit of performance anxiety tomorrow as well. So I'm looking forward to uh, finding out about more of the, the, the coping strategies. And we will be moving on to that after another bit of music. But what will we have? Let's see. Oh, let's go with Don't Speak from No Doubt.
speak from no doubt uh, you're listening to cam glenn radio this is telling your story what a fantastic day we've got for you today um if you were tuning in earlier you might have heard a live act on ross barkley show which was fantastic of course now we've got telling your story we're talking about performance anxiety but stay tuned because we've got some great stuff a bit later on as well four o'clock we've got frank murphy's hot wax two hours of fantastic music from 60s and uh a little bit of 70s as well at times. So I'll be looking forward to listening into that. So symptoms of performance anxiety. Now, we went through a whole list of them there, and I was starting to experience some of them by the end of that list. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about what causes all of this. Um, now, performance anxiety is caused by fight or flight. This is something that we've... We've talked a lot about in telling your story because it's it's actually so fundamental to our mental health and well-being. Um, and actually, it's fundamental to our survival as well. Fight or flight happens um, as part of the stress response. Now, this is something that's is inbuilt into every human. And for as long as there have been humans on the planet, there's been the stress response and the fight or flight response. Because what happens is our our unconscious mind is looking out for us now. Consciously, we we don't we can't you know experience everything that's happening all at the one time around us. We can't see all the little details uh, all the time. We can't hear all the noises. We can't see sort of movement um, around us all the time. We tend to focus on the uh, the task at hand. Um, which we need to do. We, we, we need to do that, you know, for our performance, actually. But our unconscious mind is looking out for us. And our unconscious mind can spot tiny little changes and very quickly tries to ascertain, is this a threat? <laughs> is this something that's, um, you know, going to cause us some problems? So w- without having a debate with ourselves, uh, our, our unconscious mind 
um, makes changes in our mind and our thinking, our body. It speeds up um, our senses. It allows us to uh, be more alert so that we can fight the danger or flight or run away um, from the danger. And it's good that we've got that fight or flight response because, as I say, it's kept us safe. The problem when it comes to performance anxiety is that sometimes our unconscious mind will sense a threat, even though it isn't a threat. It's just an audience of 60 kids watching me. (laughs) That's not a threat. (laughs) But my unconscious mind tomorrow might see that as a bit of a threat. Okay, so that's that's what the fight and flight response is all about. It happens and every one of us has it and we should be glad. We should thank that response for keeping us safe. But there are, of course, ways to manage it. Um, now, when you're in the kind of situation um, where your fight or flight is uh, released, your body releases adrenaline and that causes an increase in the heart rate and some of the other symptoms uh, that we've talked about so you can see why all these symptoms of performance anxiety are there it is part of fight or flight Uh, now embarrassment as well can trigger some of these symptoms as well and that's particularly relevant i think to performance um anxiety because very often you know people are looking at you or maybe listening and that's a good problem to have when it comes to uh, having a radio show we we hope that someone's listening, <laughs> which would be great. Uh, but of course, there are other types of performance anxiety. Multiple types, actually. There is stage fright. Um, and, and I think actors on stage sometimes will experience this. And every so often we, we maybe hear them talking about it as well and what they do about it. There's athletic performance anxiety. So maybe before a big race. Um, or you know, perhaps in a, a you know an athletic competition where someone's going for a world record, perhaps there could be performance anxiety there, and now that might come from inside the person. It could actually come from the audience, you know, because the audience is there, um, at, you know, sports events cheering people on or, or 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 whatever. And if you become a little over aware of that, then it can add to the pressure. Maybe this test-taking anxiety for our young folk in schools. Oh, this is this is prelim time, isn't it? And there's probably quite a lot of exam anxiety at the moment. So some of the, the coping mechanisms we're going to talk about could be relevant there. There's also interview anxiety. Now, this is a big one because most of us have gone for for jobs, you know, at least once, maybe several times in our lives. And we tend to have an interview before we get that job. And there are times where maybe if it's a a very popular um, opening, then there could could feel like there's a lot of um, competition there for for that job. You're not the only person being interviewed. And and also maybe you're you're branching out into, um, you know, some kind of uh, new field for you and you don't feel you have a lot of experience in it yet. And again, that can feel um, kind of like a lot of pressure and, and so on. Now, Anton has done some research on this, which is very helpful. So I'm just going to have a quick, uh, you know, share of this. An interview anxiety generally, you you probably feel it as nervousness in the run up to that that interview. Sometimes that can start um, 
quite a bit before the interview or sometimes maybe it's when you arrive at the place and you sit down and you look around the reception area and you know that there's a couple of other people there who look just as anxious as you and they're probably also in for an interview and maybe that's when the, the nervousness starts to build uh, and you might even feel it during an employment interview as well can also signify that you really care about the interview and want to do well. So, you know, performance anxiety isn't just about fear of failure. It's actually this desire to do really, really well because in the case of interviews, it's because you really want the job. Maybe it's really important to you. Some of the symptoms are, are similar to what we've talked about in that big list that we read out earlier. Uh, they could be physical, such as increased heart rate or mental, like racing thoughts. And, uh, you know, sometimes we can particularly experience that when we've been asked a question and um, we're trying to formulate an answer and you've got, you know, all sorts of thoughts going, going through your head. Um, and something that I, I always find fascinating is that us humans do tend to have about 70,000 thoughts a day on good days, let alone when we've got an interview. That's a lot of thoughts to be um, negotiating. Uh, some other symptoms could be a dry throat. And that's a classic when your performance involves speaking. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a very simple sort of solution to that and that's to sip some water throughout the interview in my experience most interviews uh, have you know maybe a glass of water in front of you because they realize that the interviewees know what it feels like and they realize that a glass of water can sometimes help so if there is a glass of water there make make full use of it sip it to stop the dry mouth dry throat starting um, you can also uh, sip a glass of water just to give you that extra few seconds of thinking time before you answer as well. That's quite a good interview technique. Uh, and, you know, just in case there isn't a glass of water there waiting for you when you arrive, take a bottle of water with you so that you know you've got that. And that gives you some control over the situation as well as making sure you do actually have water there for your dry throat. Forgetfulness is a is a big thing as well. You go to an interview, you know you've got all the qualifications and the experience and you're asked about it and suddenly your mind can go blank, which is uh, part of the, um, you know, the flight or fight response. And it can help actually to jot down a couple of notes. Um, I've been to interviews, I've uh, been an interviewee where people have come in with some notes and I, I always understand why they've done that. And, and it does help, really helps. Speaking too quickly is a big, big issue because you you want to speak before before you potentially mess up or before you forget what you want to say. But if you speak too quickly, then your audience maybe can't actually make out what you're saying. So the trick there is just to slow it down. Speak a little bit slower than you would in normal conversation, maybe with a pal or whatever. Just slow it down just a little bit. It gives you that opportunity maybe to think while you're speaking. gives you an opportunity even to stop and take a breath just to calm that fear. It makes sure the audience can hear what you're saying. 
and it allows you to uh, bring your voice a little bit lower as well. Because sometimes when we speak really quickly, it goes up. <laughs> the register goes up. But if you're in control of it and speak a little bit slower than your voice, uh, the register can come down just that little bit, which sounds better when you're hearing your own voice. And actually, it sounds better to the audience as well. Now, some other symptoms um, it can happen, uh, you know, just maybe during the, the interview or the uh, performance, um, or maybe it can build up over time. And things like skin rash. Now, people don't automatically think about things like skin rashes when it comes to anxiety. They, they maybe are focusing on their voice too much. But actually, remember what we said about the fight or flight and the stress response, the anxiety response, impacts all aspects of your, of your health, including physically. Um, and it can be that uh, maybe your skin can break out got some great statistics here. According to a JDP survey, 93% of interview candidates admit to experiencing job interview anxiety at some point of their career. 93%. Only 7% of people um, don't admit to experiencing it. Maybe they have experienced it and just don't want to say. But pretty much that's all of us. You're not alone if you experience this. And the interviewees, the, the, sorry, the interviewers, the people who are conducting um, those interviewers, uh, interviews, they've been there too. They know how it feels. So they will, they will understand, you know, they'll understand and they'll, they'll make concessions there. Now, roughly 27% of candidates don't get nervous at all. And that one kind of surprises me. It feels like it doesn't add up. I, I think that 27% um, comes from people who have done a lot of practice and maybe actually been through a lot of interviews and, and feel a lot more confident going into an interview. So we're going to talk about tips to reduce interview anxiety. We're going to have uh, another bit of music. I've found quite a few now. Um, I think what we'll do is, oh, let's take uh, a little bit of Bee Gees and Jive Talking.
there with Jive Talking. Well, it's nearly 10 to 2 on this Sunday. We've got uh, about 11 minutes left of telling your story. Um, and we've got loads to get in here because we're going to talk about prevention of performance anxiety, maybe some coping strategies as well. Uh, and and hopefully hear from Anton as well, as well as a couple of the good bits of music still to go. So let's crack on. So prevention. How do we how do we actually prevent performance anxiety? Well, mainly it's about preparing. <laughs> Preparation before events and tasks makes so much difference. And that may include practicing, could include training, maybe rehearsing um a some of the, the skills or the you know what you're gonna say, uh whether that's you know, athletic team practices, cross-training, maybe it's music and dance lessons and rehearsals. Maybe it's about memorising and learning information if it's exams that you've got going on. Or practising speeches and presentations with notes. Uh, you may occasionally hear a rustle of paper when, when we're in the studio here. And that's because we, we actually write down some notes for our shows. Um you know, because particularly with statistics, it's hard to remember all of those. It's really good to have some notes there so that you can refer to them if and when you, 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 you know, want to uh, calm your performance anxiety. Now, preparation may also include seeking emotional support from others, getting plenty of sleep the night before. Oh, that's absolutely crucial because, you, you know, you're at a disadvantage already if you've been tossing and turning the night before. Whereas if you're rested, then your body's, um, you know, recovered from the day before and you're up and uh, ready for the performance. Now, we've got a few more. Make sure the meal you have before the performance is healthy and satisfying. And you probably, if you're ever watching something like Wimbledon or something like that, um, quite often uh, you'll, you'll see the tennis players during breaks uh, eating bananas. Now, bananas have lots of energy. That's one of the reasons they're they're taking a bite of banana. But it's also because bananas are full of potassium and magnesium, and they help moderate all kinds of stress. And it's good for muscles and, and so on as well. Oh, it helps to avoid caffeine or excessive amounts of sugar in the day of the performance. And do some light exercise, like walking just before the performance. And that's really important because if you remember the, you know, anxiety is about fight or flight, then you can start to feel agitated, like you want to run away from it. Whereas if you do a little bit of light exercise, then you're, you're using up that adrenaline. And therefore feeling less anxious. And, and I think uh, trying to stay positive is a, is a really good one as well. And not focusing on yourself so much, focusing on the audience. I think that's quite an interesting one as well. But I think before we, before we go any further, I'd like to welcome Anton to the show. Now, Anton's our BA. Um, fairly new to Cam Glen Radio, but all fitting in quite nicely. And as I said earlier, the, the show topic today was Anton's idea, and he's done lots of research. So let's hear from Anton now. Anton, thank you very much for joining us in the studio. Now, you came up with um, this this particular topic, and you're fairly new to Cam Glen. Um, and you you were wanting to sort of you know draw a comparison really to maybe the first time you spoke on radio, and how you're feeling now. So would you be able to tell us a wee bit more about that? Of course I could. Um, so 
the first time I spoke on radio, I must admit, I was utterly, utterly terrified. Um, the, the microphone was this terrifying thing. It may have well have been an octopus as far as I was concerned, but now I see it as a teddy bear. Because uh, it is just a, a big metal tube with a bit of fluff on the end of it. Um, honestly, it's uh, I turned my fear into, into excitement, Joy. Uh, and that has helped me so much. It's got me really amped up to do this. It's got me really... I'm really amped. I'm really ready to talk, as you can probably tell. Um yeah. Oh, that, oh that, that's that's brilliant, and I'm really interested in what you're saying about turning your kind of fear and anxiety into excitement. Because I think what can happen is you can experience some of the same symptoms when you're excited. You know, your blood's pumping, your heart rate goes up, maybe you get flushed, and so on, because you're looking forward to this thing. Uh, but you don't fear it. It's not a negative experience it's a positive experience isn't it so have you seen a gradual change from fear to excitement anton i have indeed i um i've seen a very slow but gradual change and as someone who has autism i I must admit um even before i spoke on this microphone i must have done this interview about four or five different times in my head i've ran through my answer about five or six different times um what I found really interesting was your pre-performance rituals um, because as an autistic person you do that all the time it might not necessarily be for an interview it might not necessarily be for a performance but it could just necessarily be just talking to someone like for example when I'm talking to yourself um, I ran, as I say I ran through the, I've ran through it several different times um, I it's Something we're always preparing, but always get different. Um, what can I say? Um, always get different. What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, action plans is probably what I'll go with. Um, uh, get different action plans for the situation, and we do tend to suffer that performance anxiety. But we are, and I'll say this on live radio, some of the best people in dealing with it because we are born and bred to it. It's just how our brains are wired. It's just how we are wired. It's just how we are as people. Anton, thank you so much for sharing all that. That is fascinating. It gives a you know a, a, an, an extra level, um, you know, an extra dimension to the uh, the the conversation too. Because as you say, you've come up with all sorts of action plans. Sometimes for daily activities not necessarily standing on a stage in front of 100 people or whatever, which is which is absolutely fantastic. I think it proves the point, really, that, uh, you know, performance anxiety can become performance excitement mm-hmm. by putting into place some of these coping mechanisms and the prevention and, you know, a... Um, you know, getting the good night's sleep and writing down some notes and rehearsing what you're going to say and so on. There's ways through performance anxiety. And, you know, if we're if we're very lucky, we, we find the way that works for us and we're able to use that in all sorts of different situations and to start to be excited 
by these performances and uh, opportunities. Well, on that, we've got, oh, nearly two o'clock. It goes so fast. I say that every week because it does. <laughs> so we're going to have one more bit of music. Um, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you so much, Anton, for um, suggesting this topic for your research and for um, sharing some of your personal experience as well and for being a great BA, uh, you know, who has joined Telling Your Story. So lots to stay tuned for on Cam Glen Radio. Telling Your Story will be back next Sunday with another fantastic uh, topic related to mental health and challenging stigma. Uh, but I think we'll finish off today with... Temper trap, science of here, fear. How does that sound? Sounds pretty good to me. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.